Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast. I'm Larry Stewart with 4constructionpros.com. This week we talked to John Mybers, who's Vice President and General Manager of Dell Tech and Computer Ease. And the conversation that started about updating out-of-date software quickly turned into a conversation about gaining a competitive advantage and retaining your best field managers. Check it out. John, uh, the white paper on uh, on the some of the risks involved in older software was really really eye opening, and I recommend anybody take a look at that. Uh, you can find a link in in this um, podcast page. Uh, um, it, it raised a couple of extra questions for me, mostly because it sounded like it was really about data security. I mean, that was that was sort of the, the, the core question there. If your software is out of date, uh, you want to make sure your data is secure. Um, what's, what are some of the basic elements of a data security plan for, for a construction contract, especially kind of a small company? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, the, the small company, a lot of times, you know, they, you know, they, they don't have a good data security plan. So the, you know, the, I mean, the, the basic elements, uh, you know, it, it at best, are probably very crude. That you know, they 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 know what it's like to, you know, they know the term data security. They don't really understand what it means. Uh, they don't understand how to do it. They probably have a very crude system in place where they're doing some kind of uh, internal backup. Um, you know, whether it's putting it on a flash drive or you know something along those lines. And they may be using an external. You know, uh, backup service. Uh, you know, maybe a, maybe a cloud backup service to you know get their data offsite. But but at best for the especially for the small contractor, and in my experience in many years of dealing with those those size contractors, that you know the data security is not at the high, not at the top of their list of concerns, and a lot of times, unfortunately, it leaves them very vulnerable. I see. And um, so you know, making just sort of sort of the basic recommendations for how to, to clean that up. What you know? What are what would what are some of the things that that you just everybody needs to kind of know, you know, at that yeah. level about about data security. What what steps do they need to take, or the, what are the basic steps? Sure. Yeah. So so they need to make sure they have a good backup plan in place, uh, you know, whatever that may be. And you know, I always recommend I've been strongly recommend to the, you know the, the contractors of any size but not only to think you have a backup you have to test and prove that you have a backup that uh, mm-hmm. you know if if there is an uh, you know an eruption uh, you know something goes wrong with your you know with your server or something that the data is secure and it's accessible and you can be right back up in business I tell people all the time I can provide you the new copy of the software in a matter of minutes what I can't do is replace your data if you don't have it and and you know so it's more than just you know having a backup of the data it's making sure that you that you have validated that backup and know that that's a good backup uh, you know you you want to you know you want to make sure you're using you know all the all the you know the the proper domain security and passwords enforcing password resets and you know at, at a minimum and you know having a password you know not only a password in into the network but then requiring a password into any of your business applications i too many times in the small contractor i see well okay everybody uses the same password we don't require them to reset it we don't put any password uh, you know security in there and, and that that's just a, a very bad practice or you know i may need to i may need to log into the system 
but then to log into the application, we use, we use, you know, we all use the same password or we use a, a, a blank user ID. You, you see a lot of bad practices, unfortunately, in the, in the, especially in the smaller, in the smaller, you know, companies. Yeah, yeah. And those things are, are there, I, I would assume, largely out of convenience so that, it, you know, anybody can get in and out of there. But there's a real cost to that, obviously. You're, you're opening yourself up to, to fishers and, and hackers that, that can get that information. Correct. And, and, you know, too many times you see the, you know, the small contractor, the, you know, the default IT director, IT person tends to be somebody who that's not their, that's not their full-time job. So I always recommend to people, you, you know, you're small enough, you can't, you can't afford a full-time in-house IT person, but you certainly can use an IT consultant to make sure to come in, look at your system and set up best practices and then make sure you follow those. So even if, you know, you're not of the size where you can have a full-time in-house IT person, you certainly can afford you know, uh, to use an IT consultant to come in and evaluate your system, put together you know, recommended best practices, and then make sure you follow those. You know, and that really reminds me of um, a lot of the survey work that's done in the construction uh, information technology world. There, you know, there's not a lot of it, but there's a couple of good surveys, um, annual surveys that come out um, that, that show how resistant the lion's share of contracts are, contractors are to using the cloud uh, for things like accounting and and uh, enterprise and, and project management and that sort of thing. And it, it's always struck me um, that you know my guess is is that that's a data security issue um, uh, with with companies. They don't want their they don't want they want their data residing someplace outside their physical facility. Um, um, but that's always struck me as, as a situation uh, where, you know, there's, there's a concern that's misplaced, um, you know, where, where a contractor really could uh, be enlisting the support of, of a company that really knows how to secure data, a cloud uh, um, provider, uh, you know, to, to uh, help their business. What, what are the benefits there? I mean, what do you say to people who say, I don't trust my data being in the cloud? I guess that's the question. Sure. Yeah, yeah and, and I think, Larry, you know, kind of to that point, I think historically that, that certainly has been true. I've certainly seen a shift to that in the last, uh, I'd say especially over the last, you know, five to five to eight years, we're seeing more and more of a shift. I can just, you know, here at, at, at Dell Tech Plus Computers, for example, over the last five years of new clients that we bring into our into our business, to our application, probably 70 to 75% of them go into the cloud. So I, we're starting to see that shift, but you, you are correct. Historically, the biggest concern was I don't trust my data being outside of my physical location. You know, someone else is going to have access to it. It's not going to be there when I need it. Uh, you know, my competition is going to going to be able to hack the system and get into it. We're seeing that I think certainly lessen over time, and I said more and more people are, are you know becoming familiar with the you know the security features that are available in a, in a cloud in a cloud solution. And you know when you when you sit down and have that conversation with the with the contractor, you know I, I always ask them how secure do you really think that data is sitting back on that server in the back corner in some dusty closet versus you know, have you ever seen one of the, you know, one of the, the, the cloud data centers that, that are in use today? Have you ever, and, and once you see that and, and, and kind of open up their eyes to that, they become more and more willing. And, and we're seeing, seeing that over time. They're certainly becoming more open to the idea that, okay, my data is actually more secure on, in the cloud than it is on a server in, you know, in my own facility. 
Yeah. Is it true that the risk uh, involved in, in data is much greater to, to phishing, just the sort of physical, or not physical, the sort of um, uh, human resource manipulation, you know, getting that, that one password onto your network or whatever from, you know, some sort of an email spam uh, uh, kind of an attack? Uh, um, isn't it true that, that that kind of attack is a bigger risk than than actual people actually hacking into you know a, 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 a server anywhere on the cloud or in your in your yeah so, certainly certainly a phishing email you know you, you you click on one of these phishing emails you get you know you get your machine hijacked or you know ransomware all these things, you know all, all those things because you know people you know you, if if I'm doing this myself I typically don't have all the right antivirus, anti-malware protection in place where once again in a in a professional cloud environment, all those things are in place and those things are not going to happen. And and not to mention the you know the frequency of the of the backup of the data where you know we, we, we talked about you know a couple of minutes ago the you know the, the backups or maybe the crude backup system someone would have on premise today. Well in a cloud environment we're we're doing much more than backing it up you know once a day. It's but it's backed up you know, there's redundant locations. We have redundancy. We have we have backups going on throughout the day. So you know, your your data is 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 more secure than ever in that cloud environment. And you know, just the you know, from the physical location itself, you know, to get into one of those data centers, you know, no one just walks in off the street and goes into those. From the you know, the the, the temperature control within the facility, everything is you know, climate control, security, and then you get into the you know. To the you know machines themselves and the security you know that, that is in place to protect the outside world from from getting to you know getting to those servers. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what what are sort of the some of the features and benefits of alternatives to the cloud for centralizing and securing a small contractor's data? Yeah, I mean you know there certainly. You know, contractors can attempt to do this themselves. You know, if they if they don't want to go in, you know, into a cloud environment, they can they can certainly centralize all of their data. But you know, that with that comes a you know an internal cost, and you know, over time, the you know the cost structure of doing moving into a cloud environment, um, you know, a hosted environment uh, is is certainly you know come down over the years and makes that much more affordable. And and really, you know, if you're you're going to try to do it yourself. And especially if you have you know, you know multiple locations, you need to centralize the data, have it all in one place. But the you know the the cost and the infrastructure required for someone to do it on their own is 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 typically very can be very costly and time consuming versus you know spending you know spending the you know the the, the time and money to do it with a you know with a professional uh, professional cloud provider. Yeah, and then, and that's the really the thing, right? You know, how well are you going to be able to maintain your own servers? You know, when when right, when you're a construction company, what what you do is, right. is build things. You know, uh, yeah, yes, you've got to you've got to find the expertise to be able to maintain both the security and the condition yeah. of the machines and uh, retain the ability to back things up and be able to restore it if you know it's in the event that that uh, situations arise. Yeah. Because you yeah you, know, you hit on it there right with the maintaining you know, even if you're able to set it up properly initially it, it it changes I mean we know technology today moves so quickly that you know I, I might be able to set it up initially but then if I don't maintain it then it becomes obsolete you know but, you know almost you know before it's even you know complete and being set up it becomes obsolete so you have to it's that constant maintenance where you know if we move to a cloud environment those things are being done for us. 
Well, and, and that's a, that's really kind of an interesting part of it. But one of the things that got me thinking reading the white paper initially was, you know, especially with small contractors who don't have a lot of IT expertise, you know, once they've got a, a, a system in place to handle their accounting and their uh, project management and, and uh, estimating and, you know, all those kinds of things, I got to think they just want to milk that software for everything it's worth, you know, because the last thing they want to do is to implement another software system and have to learn a whole new set of processes that divert them from their attention from, you know, getting projects built. Um, and, sure. uh, you know, what, what kind of clues uh, suggest that you won't be able to find compatible new hardware to run the software applications that you've got that you're currently using. I mean, if you really do, you know, have software that, that uh, essentially the hardware outruns the, uh, the ability to, to, to actually make the software perform. Sure. Yeah, so, you know, some of the things that, you know, I always encourage people to look for, one, you know, is, is the software or are the software applications you have in place today, are they being updated? You know, because if, if you're on a, if you're on an antiquated piece of software, it's very likely not only they're not updating the features of the software, but they're probably not updating it to work with you know current you know hardware and operating systems that are that are out today. So if your if your software is not being maintained and updated, you know that you know that that's probably a pretty good indication that at some point it's not going to be compatible with you know the newer environments, newer hardware that's out there today. You know, some sometimes the software itself, you know, they will publish the specs that tell you, well, you know, it's only compatible, you know, up to, you know, to Windows 7. I'll just use that as an example. So, obviously, that would be a clue that if I, if I go get new devices that need to run, you know, Windows 10 or later, I may not be able to run this. So, you know, it, it may be something that's published, but, the, you know, I, I think a, a good clue to me is always if I'm on an outdated version, you know, they, they you know, or maybe they don't even, up, if they don't offer updated versions of the software, it's probably because they're not maintaining it. So, that's a, usually a pretty good indication that at some point, you know, the, the, you know, your application is not going to run on, you know, the, the newer hardware and operating systems that are, that are in the marketplace today. Yeah, and you know, in the in the construction industry, the applications in the construction industry, the way that that business keeps changing, you know, one of the first clues might be if the if the, if the name on your software that that name doesn't exist anymore. Maybe it's, it's that, time that, to look yeah. at uh, see that's where very true. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what what kind of benefits will a construction firm forego if? when they're trying to integrate today's field data application apps with older software. And what are the, what are the challenges there? You know, you want to you want to start collecting data on the project site using um, mobile devices and that sort of thing. Are there are there going to be sort of systemic uh, barriers to being able to integrate that data into your financial system? Yeah, I think that you know the the biggest thing you're probably going to give up is the is the real time communication and the seamless integration between a newer field data collection app and an older you know legacy software that you may be running back in the office. So you know you may be stuck with some kind of clunky export import at best, where you know to get data to the field collection app from you know from the office we're going to maybe have to do some clunky export to get it back in we may at best be able to do a clunky import where you know a more modern software is going to give you the ability to either it's going to have a you know field collection app as part of their you know the you know suite of of, of uh, components or they're going to have an API which would which would allow you to tie in 
you know, someone else's field data collection app with the current app you're using or application you're using in the software. So, you know, that, you know, typically we see that, you know, a lot are still, you know, the poor communication, the lack of real time, you know, uh, the transfer of data between the two. And, you know, like I said, at best, you're going to, you may end up with a clunky export import or worst case, you end up having to re-enter information because, yeah, we can get it back from the field, but there's no way to get it into our application in the office. So we end up re-entering that. So you, you get, you got part of the advantage of, of a good field data collection app, but you lose the, the real power, which is no one has to re-enter that data it's seamlessly integrated with my, you know, back office solution. Yeah, and in the construction industry, there's just, you know, no sort of no overstating how important it is to have that that data in real time. Um, uh, you know what absolutely. I mean? If you've, got an, if you've got an API, you you can know today when if, you know, something's taking off in the wrong direction on your project site today and make a decision to head that off before, you know, the, the costs really start multiplying. Um, and yeah, I, I think it, I, and I think that a lot of contractors really miss that because, again, the, the research shows an awful lot of spreadsheet use, you know, an awful lot of lack of integration uh, between these apps and, and their, their uh, software. Yeah, the, you know, the use of spreadsheets, uh, you know, and you mentioned, you know, the real time. I mean, the, you know, if historically as a contractor, you know, after the fact, after payroll's been run for the week before, I might get a current job cost report. In, in today's environment, I want to know the cost at the end of the first day of the project. And I want to know not only the cost, I want to know my, my productivity rates. And, you know, if we're supposed to be able to, you know, to, to you know, run, you know, 100 feet of pipe an hour, I want to know in day one, did we, did we do more or less than that? And with, with the right application, you get all that. And I have to wait and get the information after the fact. So that, you know, with, with the, and if I'm not doing it, you know, someone else is, my competitor is going to do it. And that competitor is able to make those decisions, uh, you know, proactively based on information they have today. Well, I'm waiting after the fact. I'm going to go back and say, well, now it's too late to do anything. I'm, you know, the information is, you know, week 10, 10 days, two weeks old. So the, the, the real time data, I think, is, is the key to allow the contractor to look forward and make decisions that are going to help them going forward. Yeah, it's really the the kind of the cutting edge of profitability in the construction industry today. I think that gets lost with with a with a lot of firms is that you know knowing knowing what's going on right now, um, you know, instead of like you said, waiting, gosh, for this week's payroll to be finished, you know, with, you know how much work gets done on a project, you know, in a week, and right. uh, and if you don't know if you don't know on on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, what's been going on on that project until the payroll comes it comes in and gets finally done by the time you know next Monday, you're you know you're six days behind, uh, and yeah. and, uh, and and a company that like you said a, a competitor that comes in that's that's you know dialed in got uh, all their their uh, field data apps working and integrated with their their software, you know they have that data and you know if, if you're putting material in the ground or if you're you're trucking material off of the site you've got you know if you don't have up-to-date information you've got five six days days worth of production going the wrong direction you know or, or not being fine-tuned let's just say not the, it's not the wrong direction but you're spending 10 20 30 percent more you know because of of some some drifting off of the mark uh of what you're what you intended to happen in the first place and it gives me a you know was a 
as a contractor, it allows me to, you know, attract and retain the best talent because the people that are running the jobs, whether it's the project managers, the site superintendents, the foreman, that they, they want access to that data in real time because they want to know, hey, are we, you know, am I running ahead or behind schedule? Am I, am I you know, how is my job progressing? And if, if I wait until it's too late and don't give them a chance to make those adjustments. So, you know, a lot of times the, you know, the key people we're trying to hire today in the construction world. They, they want the ability and they want the tools like this. So it's, a, it's important to me as a contractor that I'm able to provide them the, the right tools. Well, that's an excellent point. I hadn't really thought about it that way. But, I mean, that, that, that's something that really really makes a big difference in terms of, of, you know, at the end of the day, how well your company did, um, you know, to get those, you know, the people that really understand how to use the data and make it make a project, uh, you know, fine-tune the, the production and the, and the costs. Um, There's there's some ma- magical information in the data. If we just, you know, if we if we have it in enough time to do something with it, that's the key. Yeah, and we're really talking about, um, you know, getting to the point where you've got context for the data. It's not just about a, a flood of data. You, you, you know, you really un- you've, you've got you've got the insight that you need that you can you can pull that insight out of out of the data much more uh, um, effectively with up to date data that is being gathered sort of in a way that doesn't have a lot of error associated with it, you know, paper and, and people doing data entry in your office and that sort of thing. Yeah, if we, we eliminate the room for data entry error and, and we get everything in real time, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be able to be much more productive and, and profitable as a business. Yeah. Is there anything else, John, that, that we haven't talked about that you'd want to add to this subject? No, I think you know it's certainly a good, uh, you know, good list of questions, and I think um, you know I, I think the you know the key is you know that that real time you know integrated technology from the field to field to office communication is by far to me the most important thing you know for a contractor to effectively run their business. I think a lot of this touches on that, so I think that's the that's the key to me. And, and historically, it was more. You know, the field to office communication was not there because the technology wasn't there. And now as we, it continues to be more available and contractors are, you know, I think a lot more quick to, uh, you know, to adapt to that, to the new technology today. Don't miss next week's Digging Deeper podcast. You keep listening. We'll keep digging.